0: The five fingers. The five
1: fingers. Yeah, yeah, you weren't even here,
0: cheater. Yeah, but
2: yeah, we talked
3: about the five finger discount that uh, you can steal and God still forgives you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we uh, talked about um, a discipleship, a, a tool of the word hand. Um, was anybody not here last week and want one of these? I have a handful. <laughs> a handful. That was, un- that was unintentional. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Or does anybody want one to look at it again? We're not really like reviewing it right now, but. Anyway, this is um just a like a a tool to help you um engage in God's Word, um, and uh, just like a quick refresher over it um. Hearing, you know, the pinky finger, it's um, the weakest, but we retain only 5% of what we hear, and that's through, like, teachers, preachers, pastors, stuff like that. Um, you can read God's Word, um, and, you know, that, you, re- you usually retain about 15% of what you read. Um, studying, um, you retain about 35% of what you study. Uh, memorizing, um, you everything you remember, uh, 100% of that, what you memorize. Um, And meditation that was that was the key component the meditating Um, because without that you know and we had the demonstration um, where if you know i think zach was the one who was demonstrating he i I said hey you're doing all these things except meditating so hold on to god's word and so you know he's trying to hold on to it with his four fingers that he's using but for me welcome Um, but for me i had meditating um, meditation as well with that um so with that four fingers Versus the five fingers, having that extra grip of the meditation really lets you have a, a good grasp on God's Word. Um, so that's that. Um, and there's references there. Anyway, I'm um, I, I just curious did anybody use this or look at it at all or, or, or use it to try to go deeper into God's Word this past week? Was one of those? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Not
4: that I was <laughs> listening. So one of my goals for this year is to memorize two verses a week. Okay. Uh, And so I've been practicing that one, and I find it very, very helpful. Just on its own. Awesome. Um, And yeah, so I have my two verses for this week, and I will be working on memorizing those. But it's definitely um, as much truth as you can get in you in you to replace. Other things that you may have believed is mm-hmm. um, as a starting point. So yeah.
3: That's um, That's one thing that I've. Remembered. Awesome. Uh, is this your first week starting or? Fourth week. Okay. Yeah.
4: So I started January. Okay. So the first week.
3: Of what? January. Sorry to put you on spot. But what? What can you recite or like? What do you? What? Oh, how, what okay. have you memorized? You me to, um, Anything. Say all no, I don't have to. <laughs> no, you can if you want. Uh, okay. Song. Well, it was funny. One
4: of the songs.
3: 119.
4: Uh-huh. Psalm uh, 119105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Um, never stop praying. 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. Um, Matthew twenty three eleven. The greatest among you must be a servant. Um, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Ephesians 4 2.
3: other ones okay which, which which one which one really stuck out to you most out of those
4: Ephesians 14 is one that I am and which, which, what's practice. what's the practice. verse again always be gentle and humble be patient with each other making allowances allowances for each other's faults because of your love
3: okay and what does that mean to you
4: well always be gentle and humble it's not circumstantial I have to always be gentle. I don't feel like it. Um, that's one thing. Be patient with each other. Patience is not something that I have always been great at, and I'm still not good at it um, to this day, but it's something that I know God has been pinpointing as an area of growth for me. So be patient with each other, and that's with anybody. With believers, non-believers, be patient. Um, making allowances for it. So, in a time in our society when it's easier to become offended at something than it is to actually listen to maybe the heart behind someone's perspective or their reasoning, make allowances for things that might, off the bat, offend me and listen more deeply or listen more clearly. So, make allowances for each other's faults, we're all imperfect people, we are uh, flawed People, so being called to make allowances for each other's so faults because of your love, and our love comes from God. So God empowers us to be able to do that.
3: Awesome. Good. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a high five <laughs> and 55 Ben points. Um, that's awesome that's that's really cool that that you've already started like beginning this year like memorizing verses and i want to i wanted to put you on the spot to go a step further to see like are you just memorizing words which is great to even just have that that's already like that's a good thing to like have god's word readily available like on the tip of your tongue um, but to like for it to be personal and for it to have like meaning and not just like oh yeah like i can say these words in the right order and it's like that's great that you can like that's that's awesome and but to have a personal meaning and it's impactful that's awesome and to live it out because then it's like you know convicting when it's I have to do it. yeah when you, you know you're driving and there's stupid people and when you're like ah, be patient always it's like <laughs> dang it yeah. cool awesome anybody else or any any testimonies or any any really awesome things that you guys have um, experienced lately lately I have to just an opportunity if you want to share something. Um
1: today I had my last patient, she <laughs> um she was probably like never mind. she's just very heavy and um she had a very negative like attitude and then as she's like looking at the screen at her heart she's like oh my gosh that looks so bad. Oh that part is not even beating and this and that and the third and I'm just like I told her i was like you don't even know what you're looking at like, it's okay your heart's beating you're talking to me everything's fine <laughs> yeah. and then she's like yeah i guess i just like to put some humor into things and then i'm like that's not okay <laughs> <laughs> and then later she's like mm. saying that um she has all these problems and that she smokes and drinks a lot and she's like i hope my liver is okay and then she's like um yeah I, i'm just Ever since I was born, I'm just a lost cause. As soon as she said that, I was like, No, no, you're not. You're not a lost cause. You're beautiful and young. And she started laughing because she's 46. And then, um, yeah, from there, just like spoke just positive things into her life. And then she kind of like started to humble herself of like, Mom, thanks. I really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) And stopped saying those negative things. I told her like, I'm gonna keep you in my prayers so that you can, you know, get those negative thoughts. Out of your head, um, and then
3: I gave her a little side hug. At the end, it was so funny. <laughs> nice. It made my day. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. well oh, cool. Last week we um we started reading through John, uh, John one. Um, we took a zoomed in approach, and we spent um, the whole time just on less than half. And uh, John one is pretty long. But we spent you know, the whole time just on the first 18 verses, going like a few verses at a time, really zoomed in, really digging into what does this mean? And not just like, oh yeah, this is what's going on, but like what's what's happening. Um so I think you, you had a, like a recap last week, right? I was not here last week. You were week. not who It wasn't this Elizabeth, Elizabeth. that's right. Okay. She was sitting right there. I was like, I know someone right there did. Okay. Does anybody want to give like a quick like one minute recap if you remember Um, or if you want to take a quick look of uh, John 1, 1 through 18 Anybody have like a one minute recap of what happened. There was a lot that happened. If you want, I'll give you a minute 15. (laughs)
5: <laughs> this is me we're talking about. I'm gonna go for five minutes and fifteen. I can't do it. I'm not a one-minute recap person. Everybody is. Yes. Everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> this. I am not the
2: nutshell
3: person. All right. Well, we were looking at um, the first first few verses. we were talking about in the beginning was the word, and we we're talking about okay, what is a word? And a word is something that delivers a message, and Jesus is the one delivering a message of. Hope and love and salvation. Um, That John the Baptist um, was was a man sent to tell about the light, tell about Jesus to prepare a way for him. Um, And uh, and the religious leaders were asking, like, who are you? Nope, sorry, that's coming up next. Um, Yeah, I'd say that was for a nutshell. That was pretty much it. Um, So I'm gonna dig in a little more. We're going to keep going in John 1. Um, We won't be as zoomed in as we were um, last week. Um, In fact, we're actually going to possibly go through the rest of John, which is um, 50 verses long altogether, Um, or we'll see where we get. But anyway, um, I want this to be interactive, so I don't want to just be the only one talking. This is a Bible study. Um, I'm not a preacher preaching, so let's study the Bible collectively. Um, and we want to start reading from John 1, verse 19. Uh, you can go through 28. Go for it. Nice and loud for everybody.
6: This was John's testimony. This was
7: John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you, they asked. Are you Elijah? No. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. Then the Pharisees, who had been sent, asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what rights do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Through his ministry, though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing.
3: Awesome. Alright, so what do you guys see going on? There's no right or wrong answer. You can just, you can talk about... You can give a recap, you can say what's happening, you can say, you know, what's the heart behind what's happening, any observation.
8: The Pharisees think John's on the side, or, yeah, John.
3: Yeah. He knows that he And he straight up says, you know, and, and he even starts off by asking, like, his first answer, when they're like, who are you? They didn't ask, like, who aren't you? He, he's like, they're like, who are you? He's like... I'm not the Messiah. Like, I know you guys think I am, but I'm not.
8: It's crazy, too, because he could have taken credit for it. Hmm? Like, it, he, he, they all thought he was. Yeah. He could have he easily said, yep, I'm the guy. And they would have believed him. But, like, it's like crazy that he knew that that wasn't it. Because like, he, knew, he knew the
5: guy was coming.
3: Yeah. What else? Just letting them know that um, Messiah is coming. Yeah. Makes that
8: clear. Clear that the Lord is coming.
3: mm Mhm. Pretty
8: assertive. I like
1: that John says in verse twenty-six, like I baptize with water. Kind of like just make a little small difference of like this is this is just me preparing the way for Jesus to come, but like when he comes, it's like the Holy Spirit will be in you. Yeah, just making that difference of like what he's there to do um, as a follower of Christ too. Yeah.
3: Who sent John? The answer is in verse (laughs) 6. Who sent John?
0: God.
3: Yeah. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. And then right there, it clearly states also, John himself was not the light, just a witness to tell about the light. He was just a man you know he's just a person just like any one of us there's there is he's not God and he's clearly saying I'm not the Messiah I was sent by God to prepare the way what else anything else going on here
4: John the Baptist knew exactly who he was his ident- he knew what his identity and what his calling and what his purpose was and in verse 27 says, though his ministry follows mine, so Jesus' ministry follows mine I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of the sandal like, he understood who the Messiah was in relation to himself but he it also didn't he wasn't cowering under that or he didn't like downplay his own identity, he just owned it in yeah. a way that was like confidently assured in exactly what God had positioned and purposed him to do. And I think a lot of times as believers we can and do doubt our our identities as God's people, as his sons and daughters, and we downplay it too much to the degree where it's like okay hey, you can live fully within the purpose that God had given you like there there is there is room for that there it's not prideful to do so. it's not selfish or any of those things to do so. Um, it depends on how you do it obviously but in here I think there's a, John the Baptist gives a clear example of like being assured of your purpose, living it out. But also understanding who you are in Christ and having that be your identity. That
6: makes mm. sense. Yeah,
8: that's really interesting that, that those ministry followers, mine. It's like because mm-hmm. it's so. I think it's so easy for some of us in our pursuit of humility to become self-deprecating.
4: Mhm.
8: So that that is interesting. Like John doesn't John doesn't brag on himself.
4: Right. But like he says exactly. it. He's like, I'm not worthy,
8: but like this, this is my job.
4: Right.
3: And then, you know, fast forward, spoiler alert for those who haven't read John, um, you know, then later, you know, he's saying like, I'm not even worthy to be his, saving, his servant, but then later Jesus comes to him and says, like, I want you, John, to baptize me. And he's like, whoa, 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 he like, like, uh-uh. like, it should be the other way around, but like, I, wouldn't, I shouldn't even be worthy to be baptized by you. And Jesus is like, no, you baptize me. Um. And, you know, it just really shows, like, th- that was something, like, we looked at, like, you know, I guess at this point last year, but, like, not that long ago of, of humbling yourself and, like, sitting at the last table, sitting at the, the worst part of the table at a banquet and being humbled, or you're humbling yourself and then being exalted by the, the host as opposed to saying, like, yeah, you know, no big deal, guy just chose me, Pfft, like, whatever, like, you know, like, no biggie. Like, I'm, I'm the man. I'm, I'm basically as good as God. Like, I'm basically the Messiah. He's like, he's like, no, like, I don't even deserve to, like, be at his feet, to, to untie the straps of his sandal. But then Jesus is like, no, you baptize me. What does that say about us? What does that say about you personally?
8: Yeah.
0: It's also like a reflection of like how God sees us, like whatever worth we deserve, like or whatever worth we. <clears throat> Stephen, you know, John was like, No, I don't want to and she's like, No, like, this is your job mm-hmm. and like I you know given the the position to be able to do this and that was a huge part of like that's when you the know, Holy Spirit like came and landed on God and he was a huge testament I remember If John had, you know, resisted his job, his purpose, then that situation would have gone down a lot differently and that would be a big deal. So like I don't know, it just shows like that it's, it's important that like you're saying no, no, not like not to not be self-depreciating and being like, no, like, I have a purpose, I have a calling, and it is my right and responsibility to live in that identity
8: and not, like, coward. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a real, like, it's a real example of, like, his calling supersedes your qualifications. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. they, they ask John, like, who are you, like, they ask him in, like, a way that's like, what gives you the Right. More like, even more so than just like, who are you? It's almost saying, like, what
3: gives you the right to do this? He's like, well, I'm called to. Hmm, I like that. Cool, let's look at uh, who wants to read verses 29 through 34. Short part here, you want to take it? Okay. Go for it.
9: The next day, John saw Jesus of God who takes away the of the world, this is the one I meant when I asked, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he is before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me. To baptize with water, told me the man on whom you see the Spirit come down in the name is he who is baptized with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God.
3: Hmm. So what just happened?
8: So John automatically recognized Jesus.
3: What was what was his tell?
2: Uh, the dove
5: there's so much here like just in all of this like even last last week i just had too much like there's just so much going on that it makes you want to just dive into the entire thing and like go into strongest concordance and just like tell them
8: there's so like every one page but it's like some of the most important human history of all time is like on this one page, like Jesus meeting John
5: the Baptist. Yeah, there's just there's just so much there, and so as you, like, as you read this, and I'm, I've got a uh, commentary that I'm cheating with right next mm-hmm. to it as I'm reading, um, but I didn't even notice that like, when okay, when does this take place? And it says it says uh, he says after me comes a man that ranks before me and he goes through all that. We what what did we read to? Thirty four.
3: Thirty-four.
5: Okay, cool. Uh as he says, I saw the spirit descend on from heaven like a dove. So this is Jesus probably showing up as like the concord the commentary is saying. Uh showing up again after John is baptized and because like John already recognizes that he's the Messiah because he was told before him, I myself did not know him. So like, he didn't know that his cousin has been the Messiah this entire time, which is crazy to me. Uh, he, didn't, he doesn't find out until the dove descends on him, um, or the Spirit descends on him like a dove, however you want to interpret that. Um, <clears throat> this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen him born witness that this is the Son of God. There's just so much there. <laughs> just it's, got a, it's a life-altering experience for
8: John. Like, it's, it's like what faith, what faith he must have had before that. Like how rock-solid it must have been after experiencing that.
3: Yeah. So does anybody remember? Does anybody remember the first time John and Jesus technically met but didn't meet? Yes. Before.
5: The when John is in the wood. Yeah. He's just jumping around when uh-huh. Mary shows
3: up. Yeah, when when Mary comes with with you know baby Jesus like still in her womb, it says that like John was like jumping around inside was it Sarah or? Elizabeth. Elizabeth's womb, and like John just somehow knew or, or, or just started jumping around in, in the womb like because he was in the presence of Jesus, and that was the first time you know John and Jesus were like in vicinity of each other. Not neither of them are born yet, but then it's later that that john gets to baptize jesus and he sees that the spirit descends on jesus like a dove and he's like oh you're the messiah
8: it's like it's it harks back to like old testament like i forget where it is i'm not a memory verse god but um like i knew that i formed you in the before you were formed in the mother's womb i knew you mm-hmm. like, so even in elizabeth's in elizabeth's womb like john is called like john's like even then, like, God has the mission for John laid
3: out. Yeah. And Elizabeth, she wasn't able to have kids, right?
8: Yeah. That, I mean, that's, um, like, just his birth is yeah. a miracle. Like, she was beyond what anyone could have bore a child at that point.
3: And that just shows even more of that. just backs up verse 6 of God sent a man, John the Baptist. Like, he sent him in a way that yeah. Elizabeth couldn't bear a child, and but anyway. he sent him anyway. And he's the one who's going to prepare the way. Okay, so this little this little part that we just read twenty nine through thirty four is called Jesus the Lamb of God, or at least in in NLT that's the little sub heading. Um, anybody recall from Old Testament what is a lamb's purpose?
5: Sacrifice.
3: Yeah. What kind of sacrifice? Like sin sacrifice. Yeah. To
8: For
3: forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah, atonement, wipe away the this, then wipe away your, your sins. But what kind of lamb did it have to be? Perfect. Perfect. Firstborn. Blemish. Firstborn. Yeah. And it'd be pure without blemish. No no defects. It couldn't just be like this this little lamb that's like, eh, that one's been like hobbing around or like it doesn't look that great. It's, you know, it hasn't been well nourished. It's like no, it's gotta be a, a healthy, no defect, no sin, you know which is what Jesus is. That's, that's the comparison here of Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the sacrifice that God made. It's, Jesus is this perfect Lamb, this no sin, no blemish, no defect. Jesus never sinned, and he's the Lamb who's coming for atonement for the world of slaughtering this one Lamb, Jesus, for the sins of all. i think that's really what takes i think that's that's what really makes a difference from just believing or, or acknowledging that okay sure like i think like jesus was like you know i think i believe that he was alive and that you know he was a man and, and sure maybe he died on the cross for us and but it's like but to really understand like what happened up there on that cross that jesus it wasn't just some like fairy tale like oh yeah god sent jesus because like he had to and like jesus just died because like that's what he was here to do it's like that's true but there was payment that had to be made for sin god god's like you sinned you cannot enter my presence you cannot enter heaven you will pay for your sins for all eternity because of what you did you're going to pay for what you did but that once and for all that that sacrifice wipes all of our slates clean. anybody else recall a lamb anywhere else in the Bible being sacrificed for anything else? Hannah. Yeah. What What was the purpose of the Passover lamb? That
0: whoever.
3: Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. At, at Passover when, you know, the one of the, the last plagues of Egypt um, before the Israelites were set free was, the last plague was, all your firstborn sons are going to die, everybody in the land of Egypt. But for the Israelites who, who were following God's law, God gave them a way to to save them and said, sacrifice a lamb without blemish, you know, a perfect lamb, and put its blood on the the top of the doorpost. And when when the spirit of death comes sweeping over Egypt tonight, it will pass over your doorpost and go on to the next because of the blood of the, the lamb has been has been shown that, hey, we're following God here. Any other thoughts before we move on?
7: I think just like going over that piece of scripture, there's just a reminder that God always makes a way. Mm. Like where there is no way. That's something really encouraging for me to remember personally. Like for all of us, certainly. But just for like, when you're
3: struggling to keep up, it's just really mm. That's good. has anybody ever seen if you want to share an experience has anybody ever seen or experienced a time where it's like there's no way I'm gonna get through this there's no way I I, I don't even under I, I don't think God can even get me through this it's just not possible I'm just stuck in this situation but then God made a way. A handful of of smirks on people's faces. I'll take that as a yes, but that's fine if you don't want to share. Cool. Let's uh, let's go on from thirty-five. Let's just go to uh, let's go through forty-two. Who wants to read thirty-five through forty-two? 35 Ben points if you want to read it. <laughs> A highly valuable point. In that case, I bet. Alright, cool. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means
3: Peter. Cool. So what, what happened here? Observations, comments?
5: Yes, um, I got my head in this kind of funny, meeting. That I saw that as uh, Jesus, because Peter, uh, you know, goes to walk on the water, but then he, you know, doesn't. He sinks, and then it's like you sang like a Simon. I've got a great nickname for you because Peter knows rock. <laughs> <laughs> in Hebrew and uh, in That's funny. Ar- Aramaic and Greek. Exactly. <laughs> what version is that? ESV. Okay. So NIV. So yours says it was about it was the tenth hour. Yes. Mine says it was about four in the afternoon. So how do does that work? Uh, Because it's measured from like six a.m. or something. Yeah, like the
3: clock is weird. I think the start of the day is sunrise, right? The start of the day is
5: like six a.m. in like the Greek or something, not in like. And then it's it's even trickier because like Hebrew or Aramaic or whatever it starts with like at night or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that makes sense? Because <laughs> where it says like, four p.m. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. starts at six.
2: Yeah. So. I like that. I think it, I
0: think he's funny that the first thing he said is like oh your name is simon that's cool it's not anymore he just changes his name i just like like he's that. not even
8: bothering with like exposition he's like you don't need an explanation your name is peter
0: yeah and i think like that happens it's not common but it does happen like there's some very like you, always the person whose name has changed is very significant appears you know, even so much as peter as like the disciple who jesus loved mm-hmm. you know like he goes to the trouble of changing name, but we know him more as that than like, peter and like i always just like wonder because like paul peter you know abraham like
5: roses like, they've always actually I think,
0: Moses, I think that
3: was john john, john yeah, was, was the, the one
5: that Jesus loved, but that's it. Is it? yeah. But that's just because he calls himself that. But it's not because yeah, it's, totally it's not because he's bragging. No, right. It's not because he's
0: Peter
5: bragging. Even though they weren't in Egypt, he had several denials.
3: Yeah, John. John, in a in, of himself in the book of John, refers to himself as the one whom Jesus loved. <laughs> that, okay. But anyway, uh, keep going. The, the, the,
0: the, the, the no, the like,
8: no, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like they're yeah. it's like Because <clears throat> it, I mean, it's it's just it's. It's mirroring God's way of making things new. Yeah, But here, like, he just comes
6: in and changes everything up. Yeah, I was curious what Well, one thing that I guess I noticed from between the previous, like, section and this section is because we kind of just play John the Baptist as, oh, he just baptized Jesus, confirming that he's Jesus to a lot of people. But going on further, it shows that because of that... Peter ended up becoming part of Jesus' 12 disciples, and it started growing mm. based off of the small thing that he did just by baptizing
3: him. Yeah. And John, John himself had followers. Before, before he met Jesus, John was the one with followers, um, with, with disciples. John had disciples. And simply by Jesus saying, look, there is the Lamb of God, those people go Bye John. We're gonna follow this guy. Like thanks thanks for letting us know who's here. And that was it. That's all it took of them. But
2: how
8: like how devout disciples were they to John to take his word for it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But, yeah. Like, even that's wild. To to know that they're they're following John, they're like, Okay, I wanna learn what John has to say, let's follow him. You know, not just like click a button on Instagram, I'm gonna follow him and you know, keep up with him every once in a while. It's like I'm giving up everything to follow you. And now they're just giving up everything to follow Jesus just because of one line that their current um, teacher teacher said about another teacher.
5: Well, it wasn't even, Peter wasn't even there for that. Andrew was one of the two who is Peter's brother. And so he went and gets Peter and he's like, yo, we found the Messiah. And then Peter comes and he's like, well, and Simon comes and gets named Peter.
3: Yeah. Well, it says two of his it doesn't say the names of the first two people. Right. Um, in 36. Right. But it just says
5: one of the two was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon. And said to him, "We have we have found the Messiah," which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. So it insinuates that he's not one of the two that was following John the Baptist. So he runs home and and gets him.
8: So like how like it, it would be like if your brother or sister came home and said, "Hey, I found God today." Like where, like how would we even like, like receive that? Like hey, like hey, I I met the Son of God out on the road today. Like we would, like we would be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
9: but like he just
8: runs home and because he, you know, Andrew's convinced, or he's convinced and runs home and gets who becomes Peter. and was like, no, this is the guy,
5: Right. This is this is really funny. I sorry, I just got to this one part of the commentary where mm-hmm. it says the other two is not named. But um, some people suspect it to be John, the gospel writer himself. Because John the Baptist is not John the gospel writer. And that's just, that's crazy. Because he's known as like the one that Jesus loved because he never names himself throughout the gospel. That's Mm -hmm. kind of why he says like the one that Jesus loved or whatever. He's like not naming himself. Um, And he's actually like deliberately not bragging or anything like that. But it would just be really, that's really funny how to think that like one of them is the guy that's writing and he's just like and yeah, one so. of them's one of them's andrew peter's brother and so like he goes and gets him and then just kind of leaves out his part of the story which is
3: really cool <laughs> well how did zach in your version the question in verse 38 that jesus asked what does yours say
5: jesus turned and saw them following and said to them what are you seeking and okay they said to him,
3: what are you seeking in nlt it says what do you want? <laughs> Which I think is, what is funny. What do you want? Because Jesus... <laughs> <What's> good, <man? laughs> Jesus, these two people, John's like, hey, the Lamb of God. And these two people are like, we're going to go follow him. And then Jesus turns around and sees them following him and is like, what do you want? Um, I don't think he probably asks, like, what do you want? You know, I think he's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? What do you, what are you seeking? <laughs> what
6: do you Can we continue just to like
2: look at this and acknowledge how weird this has to be
3: Please. Oh, for,
2: oh, yeah. for, you for know, John the Baptist, right? Because let, let's put this in terms we would understand, right? Zach's out here hanging out with his friends, sees McCabe standing over there. He's <laughs> like, hey, look, that's the Lamb of God. <laughs> and now his friends like, we're going to go follow him. because you know, We trust Zach's word. He's over here. <laughs> but, yo, we got cousins here. Right?
3: <laughs> Literal conscience here. That's okay. There you, go. There you like,
2: go. I've known this guy forever. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one you got. This man over here is the Lamb of God. Oh, exactly.
8: Like, what kind of, like, what, just, what was the conversation like? Like, what, what were they? Because it's like, we, we have it here, but it's like, there was some convincing. that I'm I mean, if you're, telling you, man, it's, he's the guy. I'm telling
2: you. If your disciples, if you're following, right, John the Baptist, right? You know a little bit about him. You know about his history. Maybe right. you've heard about the stories of the family. It's like, yeah, no. I got this woods. little cousin. You know, he's like six months younger than me. His name's Jesus. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> he's some carpenter you know was out here just you know shaping up
3: wood or stone whatever you made know, this cool chair the other day this cool, <laughs> this cool table and, and from
2: nazareth so that's kind of weird but like you know it's all good and then suddenly it's like hey look that's the cousin i was telling you about like a week ago he's actually the lamb of god too so just keep that in mind
9: <laughs>
2: and it's just like peace you know i've heard stories like he's a carpenter from nazareth but now you're saying he's lamp god
3: too? Okay. we It's a perfect analogy. You're like, look, a woodworker. Oh well, wait a, a second. A woodworker. <laughs> oh wait, there's more. A carpenter. <laughs> it's like it's like uh like
5: what is it, Phineas and Ferb, where it's like a woodworker. Jesus the woodworker. But anyhow,
3: um <laughs> I don't recall that. It's
5: okay. platypus. like platypus. The, a platypus. is just a regular platypus, and then the hats on. And it's like
3: Perry's. oh oh. It's like the Jesus, like that's <laughs> like
5: way too much of a stretch. But but no, to your point, like I think it makes it that much better because right before it's the day before that all these Pharisees come up and they're like, "So who are you?" And like, you would assume some of his disciples are around to hear this interaction. And he's like, he's like, "Well, I'm not the Christ." And then they're like, okay, that did not answer my question. Let's try this again. We need to know who you are, so because like people sent us to ask the question. Um, ideally, people that you, you know don't want to mess with, because they're the religious leaders and whatever, and they're like, you're going to get in trouble. But who are you? And he's like, I am the voice in the wilderness, kind of like. And like that whole description, they hear that, and then they're like, okay, all right, so we're following this guy who's the voice. I have no idea what this means. Probably, right? If they're anything like Jesus' disciples, which we know one of them is one of Jesus' closest disciples, they're like, I have no idea what that means, but I'm, I am listening, okay, to this voice or whatever. And then he's like, that guy, that guy is the guy.
0: I mean, you know these guys are all weirdos in the first place because they followed a guy that like, ate bugs. Yeah, and he's like, like eating yeah, yeah, in 20 out hours. Professor. So like, you know like, it's not much
5: of us. They're hippies. Like, yeah. does a stretch to jump But, to but anyhow, the, the idea that he's like, they're like, okay, he was just saying yesterday that he's this guy who's preparing us for that guy. All right, I guess it's time we do this. Like, that, was, like, gee, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How
0: long was John's ministry? Because uh, I don't think it was quick. I think we're looking at it as if this was the first time they had heard about uh, no, the John's I mean, they, 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 they entire it, right? John's entire purpose was his whole ministry was yeah. I'm I'm talking about the one that's kind of about. So this is the they last conversation of oh, many. Wow. To say, yeah. Oh, all of a sudden this is he's here now. They've been hearing that he's
5: coming, he's Correct. Coming yeah. he's I'm here. just saying um, it's neat that it's the day is, before like the, the Pharisees group. stopped by and he's like, Yeah, yes. this is what I'm doing here. It's a nice little recap there.
2: Yep. I don't I don't have the biblical, you know, knowledge on this, but you know, John's ministry wouldn't have been super long, because Jesus only lived to be about 33, or yeah, something Jesus's like that. So his ministry long. was only, you know, so many years. years. You know, John's ministry itself would have only been, you know, a handful of years, because he would have been a child. You know, growing so he's up probably
3: up about thirty right 30 now. 60%. This is about the start of him.
2: John's six months older than Jesus. So how long was Jesus's actual ministry? Three, three years. years. Like, three years. So we have maybe a. Good ten years. Assuming he started at twenty, which you know, Jewish culture thirteen is an adult. Yeah, you know, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe a good ten years. Maybe. And then his ministry stops it a lot and Jesus does because long he, long he gets the little head.
8: That the people, yeah. Though, so that are are gonna take his word for it. Like that's the technical. I thing. Mean, three, yeah. I mean, look at what Jesus did during his three
5: years. Yeah. Head choppy chop, choppy chop. That's the, that, that's the, the, the scholar. <laughs> and Hannah,
3: what you just said—that that's a good point. Of like, John's whole ministry, his entire thing is, I am preparing the way for the Messiah. Like, like his whole purpose is like, guys, I'm not the one that is gonna save you all, but like my whole ministry is like, come and like follow me, because then together will like I'll point you to the one when God tells me this is the one. So for so, for his disciples, anyone who's following a person who says like my whole purpose is to make a way for the Messiah and then that person to say that's the Messiah. Like people anyone who's already following him is like they're all in for hey this guy is going to lead us to the Messiah. Like there's no other reason but to follow the John. And now for that person to say that's the Lamb of God. They're like, this, this is it. This has been what John's whole ministry has been leading up to right now, this very moment of the Messiah is defined. Like, this is who the Messiah is right here. This
2: is not a drill, people. He said. Yeah,
3: I, I don't, it doesn't say, you know, John had like, oh, you know, three, you know, he, he cried wolf three times before, like, oh, this is the Messiah. Oh, that guy just like, he's, He doesn't have any you know. history of
8: what, because it was like, have throughout history all kinds of interpretations of mm-hmm. like the end times and the guy that's coming and it's like no this is the only time John has ever said this mm-hmm. he's like this must be the one he's never he's never been like well it might no he's like I'm sure as far sure as I'm sure of anything that that's the guy
6: yeah and one thing that's also interesting is the continuation of John's ministry after Jesus because mm-hmm. he eventually gets thrown to prison and while he's in prison he's like <laughs> wait a second, was Jesus actually the person that I was supposed to do? And he sends a letter to Jesus saying, are you the person I was looking for, or did I just waste my time? So it's even showing that he went through kind of what everybody goes through, where you might have your doubts and stuff. And but
0: that, at
8: different yeah. stages. Like he, had, like, he had so many of us doubt in, like, before the coming. Like I'm sure there were so many of John's followers that doubted. John faces like his doubt much further into his trial
3: than a lot of us do. Hmm. Yeah. And what about these three words in verse thirty-nine? Come and see. This is Jesus is like. What do you want? Like when they start following him, they're like, "Where are you staying? Come and see." That is an open invitation. It's a Come and follow me.
9: <laughs>
3: NLT. How does yours phrase it? If someone said that to us today, that's what we would think. I mean, NIV says,
8: come, and you
9: will see.
3: Come, and you will see. Come and see. And it's an an open invitation. You know, just like like he says, like, come taste and see that I am good. You know, he's saying, like, come and see what I'm all about. Come, and you will see what I'm all about. Either way.
8: He He doesn't, you know, he's not bringing brimstone and fire. He's not... Just like,
3: hey man, like come, come find out, and it is. It's that open, and you know he doesn't make us come to him. He just offers it. Yeah. Hmm. What? It's just an invitation. Yeah. Invitation. It is. That's awesome. Okay, I think we're at forty-three. Who wants to finish it off here? Forty-three to to the end of chapter 151 Anybody? Any takers? I'll
4: read. I guess mean? I'll read God's <laughs> word
3: <laughs> starting from verse 43
4: to the end of it. Yes.
3: Or you can popcorn out.
4: The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed "Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth?
3: Dang, burn!
4: Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will see. you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man.
3: The one who is the stairway between heaven and hell. Cool. Alright. A lot's going on here also. What What do you guys see? Sick burn. <laughs> it was quite a burn. They're like... They're like... Dissing... The one... Or they just said it's the like, Messiah. They're like, they're
8: like... Dissing on his hometown.
3: Right. They're
8: like... Oh, what? It's, it's
3: like... It'd be like... It'd be like... Whoa, oh, like... The Messiah, like... Wait, this guy from Baltimore? Pfft, what comes out of Baltimore? Like, nothing good comes out of Baltimore. would be like, well, you know, just, like, the savior Sorry, of God. everything.
5: Well, actually, like, I was I was listening to our, our pastor spoke on this a couple of weeks ago. But he was talking about, allegedly, and I'd have to look into this more for myself, but, like, there were only, like, two to 400 people that lived in Nazareth for, like, hundreds of years after Jesus. Like, there was, like, nobody there. It's just kind of a, a nothing town and it stayed in nothing town. and it just like it was just big chill and nothing it's not even mentioned in anything other than the bible for hundreds of years after the bible like written. there's no there's
8: no great big monuments to jesus
5: in yeah. nazareth it's just like hmm. so it's just it's just like the middle of nowhere podunk town yeah it's like Nazareth. Like, who
3: cares about okay so more of just like oh it's so little and it'd be like it's good. Mount so Airy? Like, like, what came out of same Mount same Airy? Way. like? Yeah, I don't know. yeah I
5: kinda like that. It's like, who cares?
3: Okay. Like
8: middle of nowhere and on the way to nowhere.
3: What else is going on here? Well, I'm
6: seeing how easily a lot of these people believe that he's just the messiah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just, oh yeah, I saw you underneath the fig tree. And then he's like, so you I have, have to, to like- be the messiah how'd you know it's big tree? <laughs> well it's like it's like i just wonder it makes you
5: wonder like what something happened i feel like underneath the fig tree yeah so that we are not on the inside of that yeah. kind of comment but like like he was like man god i wish that yeah. something or something happened where he like had some type of conversation and then he's like holy
3: so here, here's a little insight into the fig tree um, This is from the Blue Letter Bible um, I'll read this little part um, Under the fig tree I saw you Is it? Po- uh, it is possible Nathaniel liked to pray and meditate On things of the Lord Under the shade of an actual fig tree But under the fig tree Was a phrase rabbis used To describe meditation on the scriptures Nathaniel was spending time with the Lord Meditating on the scriptures And Jesus tells him I saw you there so imagine, you know, wherever, it'd be like you go to church and you come up to the altar and, and you just are, are laying down, whatever, like, you know, you're just up there, you're just praying like, God, I, I need you to make a way. God, there's, there's no way for whatever, fill in the blank, cancer, family situation, whatever it might be. And then for God to say, hey, I saw you at the altar, you are know, like wow okay and it's like i, I was there with you I, I think that's essentially what he's saying when he's saying um i could see you under the fig tree before philip found you and it's more than just like hey someone told me that you were hanging out at that restaurant it's like no like right. i i know i know you've been spending time with you know with me i, I and i've been there with you too and if it was case like,
7: that makes it- Nazareth can anything good come from Nazareth, you know, having obviously not met Jesus yet it's I just find that very strange, you know, that he would just believe Philip that he has found the Messiah and then they both go
5: and meet him So what do we think about the way that Jesus sees Nathaniel and immediately kind of tells everybody Mine says, Behold an Israelite indeed. In whom there is no deceit. Or like yours said, I think a man of, of ten yeah.
0: yeah. That's what, that's what right. I mean, thought when the tension between that, between the of being like the like, heck, Nazareth. Yeah. And, like, and then Jesus being like, There's no deceit in this man, like that's so funny to me. It's like yeah, it's there's a no deceit and we're I mean it's also a little bit of
8: foreshadowing because, you know, we know Jesus eventually goes back. Nazareth and is not particularly well mm-hmm. so, yeah. received so it's yeah. like so he's kind of, so that comment is like kind of Jesus like clapping forward like like yeah you're not wrong well, like, Nazareth is kind
5: of Nazareth yeah and then and then to that point like he says in whom there is no deceit and then Nathaniel is like alright how do you know me and Jesus says before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree I saw you um and then immediately Nathaniel goes, "Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel." And so it's like he kind of just set himself up for like a what is the what is the term? A glowing recommendation is not what I'm looking for. But like he kind of set himself up for that because then he immediately he says, "There's no deceit in this guy." And then this guy happens to say, "Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel." He's like saying facts. Yeah. Hmm. It's just kind of really interesting.
3: All right. What about this part? Oh, go ahead. I mean, the only thing, the only other thing I was gonna say is, you see,
4: even here, how quickly the power of our testimonies and our experiences impact other people. Oh, yeah. Because if Philip had kept the news to himself, where would Nathaniel have been at yeah. that moment? And I think oftentimes we can, we do the, we do the opposite. We shy away from opportunities to share, or we doubt ourselves and what we've experienced even if it's very true and very real for us we don't doubt ourselves but we think it's not important for other people to know when it could really change everything for somebody else to hear from you um and it's not to puff us up or make us feel self-important but it's literally like there's another place in scripture that says we i think we prevail by the power of our testimony and something else i'm butchering that completely but um Like there is power in what we experience with God and we have a responsibility to share that.
9: Mm -hmm. Um, Ben, I think my my, uh, commentary is something similar to what you said, maybe something a little bit different. Go for it. um, About the fake tree. So it says, although we can only speculate that Nathaniel was, what Nathaniel was doing while sitting under the fake tree it had to have been something very personal to him. Perhaps he was confessing his love for God um, and his desire to be pure and holy, or perhaps he was meditating on the scriptures that speak of the coming Messiah. A fig tree is often a biblical metaphor of God's purpose and destiny coming to fruitfulness, especially as it relates to God's kingdom realm being established on the earth. And then it says um, has two references: Micah for four. 4. Which says, every man will sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. Hmm. And, that's, and then the second one is Zechariah 3.10. And, well, a little bit before 3.10, it says, um, um, it says, the Lord Almighty, I will remove the sin of this land in, in a single day, in that day,
3: each of you will invite his neighbor to sit under his vine and fig tree. Declares
8: the Lord. And the Lord. Um, yeah.
9: Interesting. Cool. So
3: the in the mm-hmm. All right. What about what about this last verse here? <laughs> Jesus is, Jesus is saying, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. The one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. So there's a there's a um, a reference to Genesis 28:12, um, which which I'll read here. Um, Genesis 28:12. This is uh, Jacob's dream at Bethel. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from heaven up to earth, sorry, from earth up to heaven, and he saw angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, "I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac." And so Jesus is, you know, and and he he referenced um. Actually, uh, John was referencing John the Baptist was referencing Isaiah when he was saying, "Clear the way for the Lord's coming. I'm a voice shouting in the wilderness." He's referencing Isaiah's prophecy. Um, and and now John is speaking. Sorry, Jesus is speaking of um, saying like you will see this, and um, that's that's something that Jacob had back in Genesis, a dream of of a stairway between earth and heaven with the Son of Man um, and angels uh, going going back and forth from there.
6: It will also be foreshadowing when, after he is resurrected, and then him going back up into heaven, where the angels bring
3: him back up. Yeah, I think so.
5: I thought that initially myself, but I don't remember any angels in that story. Like, from any of the accounts. Mm -hmm. I remember him just ascending to heaven, but it doesn't mention any angels. But I was thinking the same thing.
3: (laughs) Right on the clouds, yeah. But there is, like, there's that three nature.
5: The connection, the connection this, the concordance, I keep calling it a concordance commentary, uh, is the Jacob's ladder. uh, Uh, Jacob saw a ladder from earth to heaven, and the angels ascending and descending upon it. And Jesus was saying that he was the ladder, the link between heaven and earth. When Nathaniel came to understand that Jesus is the mediator between God and man, it would be an even greater sign you will see greater things in these, is what he says. Hey, that's your commentary? Yeah. My lesson not sound that too. Hey, it's from EnduringWord.com. So, you know, you know it's good because it's enduring.
9: Yeah, I like just read it and then you read and was like, oh, Bye. <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> I didn't <apply. laughs>
3: anything else, God? Anything else? Any uh, other final thoughts or observations, comments, questions? Um, No.
9: Well, I don't know if this is an obvious thing that I'm somehow missing. Um, But, like, because in 29, he's he's like, look, the Lamb of God who takes away a own world, he doesn't say that he's going to die. Does John know that Jesus is going to die?
3: Is there is that
9: somewhere, and uh, I don't, I'm not missing it. Like, I
8: don't know. We you know mm-hmm. from Old Testament prophecy, or just from Old Testament practices, what that land is for. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he's talking about himself, or when anyone's talking about him as the Lamb, they all know from their own culture that okay, they're calling him as the Lamb
5: because he's about to die. Mm-hmm. And there's like, like a, a God Verses that like to kind of describe the Messiah as the Lamb, right? Because it's like, uh, hold up, I'm working on it. Yeah, I, I just thought it was
9: interesting because they didn't say anything die; it just takes
5: away the. Well, like you also have like an amount that like Jesus had, yeah, revealed. And there's so much kind of confusion there that I think it's really the importance of the studying finger that we talked about. And, and uh, in the meditation because later um, Jesus asks, "Who do people say I am?" And then they're like, "Some say you're an Elijah, some say you're a prophet, some say you're a teacher, yeah. whatever." And then he's like, "Who do you say I am?" And Peter's like, "You're the Messiah." And he's like, "Only you could have only known this because God told And he's like, "He's like, don't tell anybody about it." Like, okay. People were pretty blatant about it right here. What what is different? Uh, but obviously something is different there, and it's the it's the kind of study that gets you in there. And here's the thing: what people knew about Jesus and what people
0: actually believed was going to happen was very different. Because yes, he says in the prophecies that he was going to die, yep. but people did not still believe. It. They, were, they were expecting a great military. People leader. like the Pharisees who, who read the scriptures new the scriptures and said, "I wanted and expected a military leader, a king to come in and reign," even though the prophecies said where he'd come from. Well, actually, they didn't never said he never said Nazareth. He said Nazareth, which is different, but. It's said basically, like, the tribe he would come from, how his life would go. It said so yeah. many different things. If you look at it's it now, like,
8: obviously, this makes sense. He's the guy. But, like, the Pharisees, just through their, through whatever lens they were interpreting all the Old Testament scripture, they contorted it into being like, Jesus, that the Messiah was going to be this guy that was going to come and overthrow Rome and free the Israelites, and not quite... Much later, a page later, we find out when he's talking to Nicodemus, you know, he's like, he he lays it all out to him. He's
0: like, I'm I'm
5: the guy. And he does it all the time. It happens all the time, right? I mean, from literally the very beginning of the Bible, when when he says, like, you will die if you eat this tree. He didn't say you die right away. And they didn't die right away. But they did. And they did die. And, like, death is also, like, a symbol for, like, just. being out of contact and communication with God, and so like they were then separated, right? It's a separation from God. And so there's this whole, there's so many layers to your point, Hannah, like of of everything yeah. that's going on. Like, kind of, it's kind of like, of course, if if even Jesus's disciples didn't recognize what was going on, it's just like how how on right how on earth are like, and that's why it's literally why we have the Gospels because they explain, hey, here's how this all connects. And here's why this works, and it's so cool.
3: What's your thought?
4: Well I thought—it's really not a very like profound. Matter, Go for it. I've, what I wonder is if the families of like Elizabeth and Mary ever talked to each other, because <laughs> how did they grow up not knowing each who other. he was? They, like Elizabeth, I, like, imagine.
5: Well, you said you no, don't. Elizabeth,
4: Elizabeth <laughs> like knew from that interaction with Mary, like Mary told her, right? I think, maybe, I don't know. I'm not, I can't remember exactly what the scripture says, but like Elizabeth had a reaction and was like, wow, this is incredible. And Mary, like, did she not share it growing up with her son? Like, it's just wild to me that that knowledge of who his cousin was, wasn't fully born out until they were adults and already like, in their ministry. It's just, that's, yeah. that is funny to me that like, that's a, families would keep. Like, yeah. Because
8: wow, you would think to raise them kids together. Right? It's
0: not like they lived in the same place.
4: No. So, and, yeah, or, yeah, but, but like, at least the knowledge of your family.
3: Like, you oh, think would be BT Dubs. I don't You're know. related to the savior of the world. Oh,
0: right. the I still don't know how the world. culture <laughs> was at that time. Yeah. So well, here's one of the biggest things of like, one of the, John was talking about yesterday. um One of like the indications of like the resurrection of Jesus being legit is the fact that James, Jesus' brother, did not oh, believe that he was the Messiah yeah. until yeah. after he was resurrected. Right. So like that's the same thing. Like we don't know about John's and Jesus' interaction as kids or growing up right but we know for a fact that Jesus and James were raised together, with Mary having had the prophecy, Joseph accepting to keep her as his wife even though everything happened. That definitely some people still believe in that Jesus was <laughs> a bastard and. An illegitimate child, you know, James being raised with this child, everything that happened when they went on that trip to Jerusalem, when Jesus decided to like, chill out at the temple and not go back with the fam, like, he was around for all of those things, and it was still that idea, so it's like, it's not surprising to, to not, to think that John wouldn't have known who Jesus was at that time, or in that growing up period, he had to seek God, because, and James didn't believe Jesus until he was, he was raised, from the dead, like, after his or it wasn't until after his resurrection that James was like, "Oh my gosh, my brother was the Whatever, you know. Yeah. So. I
3: guess, I guess that goes along with like a, a prophet is never accepted or wanted in their own hometown yeah. because it's like, it's like, what is what is little Isaiah doing over here preaching like the word of God, saying that like you know all these things? Like, we saw Isaiah. He he always like threw rocks at our house or was like the ball went in our backyard or it was like. like I, little Isaiah like this guy he come on like we're not gonna believe what he said but this guy who goes into another town you know they don't know him as a little kid you know any trouble maybe he or like you know things like that where it's a lot more believable where if, if it was like this this person someone saying that's the messiah versus like someone saying hey your sister Carolyn is is like this this messiah right you'd be like my sister like come on like
5: yeah. yeah, I I do see I do see your point, Jackie. Though, because like the like as soon as uh, Mary visits Elizabeth, as the as the story you were talking about, like Mary is filled with the Holy Spirit. and She says, "End quote," uh, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, "Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me?" For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. left Leap, leaped. It says leaped, not left. Okay. I just felt wrong when I said it. And blessed is blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So like you would think that she raised her son to be like, hey, PT like your cousin is gonna be. Yeah, gonna be and good. that's all I was saying. Like I and I, yes, I, I look, agree you with you. And
4: um definitely like the way that you put it puts it in perspective for me but i think there is also a difference between knowing knowing someone's like prophecy and still and like preaching it and believing it and not realizing that like oh my gosh she's my cousin and knowing what someone has said about your brother and choosing to not believe it until you see something big happen in my head there's a separation between like okay I can know and choose not to believe or I can know what's been told to me and what I have been purposed with which is to share this news and like oh my gosh wait it's my cousin and like there's there's a difference in that interaction in my head
0: Yeah, but that's just- that makes sense and I can agree with you but I, I also and my thought is like that speaks <clears throat> to like how God's timing works and like mm-hmm. the difference of how that works right. I'm like how different would have John's would John's ministry have looked if he was pointing to jesus before jesus was ready to be because like, like right saying, exactly like, at one point they were all like this is the son of god and jesus was like cool and then the other time they were like this is the son of God. he's like sure, sure. right exactly. yeah so i think that yeah. also makes sense of like for sure because mary. mary too like mary was not you know mary was told she can bear a child that is the messiah like it's going to look like an illegitimate child but it's going to be the messiah and you were told this and she still had trouble with things as the, as the road went on you know like with the wine thing she was down for it. And then, you know, she was like look like at brother when they and then he was like, Who's my mother and what are my brothers, you know? And basically just like Jesus Christ is so and that whole it's it there's all the tension of just like it speaks to just humanity and right. like why God does things when he doesn't. like it makes sense more now
3: like, than like then. oh yeah. Like, we don't know it's just you know, like Final final thought. You know, like they like the religious leaders, everybody, you know, they're they're all expecting and, and wanting and skeptical of, of Jesus being the Messiah because, you know, they're all expecting, anticipating this like very clear, very obvious, no doubt about it, leader, strong, military, set them free kind of, you know, Messiah to come, but he's the complete opposite of what they expect, where, you know, if they had read and, you know, really just actually looked for what the scriptures said it would be, they might be able to better believe it, but they're like, no, 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 this can't be him. How often do we do that? How often do we go You are God. Solve my problems because you can. I know I do like every day. But if if God was who we wanted him to be This exactly. He wouldn't be God. He would be he would be we would control him because he does what We want him to do. If we said, God, I believe in you, so give me a promotion tomorrow because I deserve it. God, I believe in you, so heal my parents' cancer. Which are all great things to ask for and pray for. And God can do both those things and he has done both those things. But to give up faith or to say, you know, like, I don't know why God's not doing this. I don't know know why God's not listening to me. I don't know why God's not obeying me is essentially what it boils down to when um, when we look at it a certain way. But it's, I I think, so easy to, to get caught up in, God could have done this and saved that person. God could have done that and, you know, all these people wouldn't be suffering. God could have obeyed me. God could have done this, but he didn't. I think it really boils down to the, the hard truth of He is God. I'm not. He does things that won't make sense to me. And I'm glad because if everything God did make sense to me, I would not want to worship that God because I can fully understand the realm of everything that he is. And if I can understand all and how and why God does what he does it's a pretty puny god who, who I can wrap my whole mind around this god, but I can't because he's so much more vast than what I can understand. Um, yeah, I think that's about my final thought on that. I don't know if you guys have anything. Otherwise, we'll close out. I just quote uh, Joe to close that out,
5: kind of what you're saying, like he's God. Therefore I have uttered what
3: I did not understand, things too wonderful Mm. for me, which I did not know. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because if if God came, if Jesus came, the Messiah came as this tyrant, this military leader, and, you know, it'd be obvious. It'd be like, why wouldn't you believe? It would almost be like a... It'd almost be a lack of free will, like, if he just came storming down from the clouds with lightning coming out, looking like Thor over here, and just like, I am the Messiah. It'd be like, well, duh, of course you are, but that's not how he came. That wouldn't be fate, that would just be, well, I saw this thing coming from the heavens with lightning coming out of him, of course he's the Messiah,
5: so that's not how it's prophesied.
3: <laughs> exactly. But to come humbly and and to believe that is, is faith. Gabby, thank you for this evening. Thank you for um, being able to to have your word so easily accessible to us. Uh, I pray that we're, we're able to um, use this as a building block for each one of us um, to be able to, to study your word, to be able to to hear it, read it, study it, memorize it, and really meditate on it, God. Um, to, to go home and, and think about this, to to go to sleep thinking about you, to think about your word. to think about who you are and how you came to this world and what you did for us here, and um, and just to meditate on that all day, all night, every day, uh, to, to really just let that sink in from from what we hear, what we read, what we study, um, to really let it sink down into our hearts um, and, and really impact us um and and grow closer to you with that and just pray for um blessing over everybody here um yeah just for opened eyes opened ears open hearts um to receive what you have to say to us um, and and to be ready and willing to to listen and obey you and to come and see to come and follow you, to see what it's about, to see if you're saying to pray for this person or to help this co-worker or to help that person on the street, to talk to this family member, to reconcile, to do all these things that you say to do, let us come and see. Let us come and see what will happen when we follow and obey you. Because um, that's an open invitation to, to, to listen and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Go for it. So
5: we make the girls take a hike, right?
2: Mm-hmm. It's eight
5: seven
3: boys. Wow, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: have not. Under-